why are you looking at me that way? Mikey, I have such hungry eyes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Baby, I had crabs in college, and that's how it started. <laughs> I had hungry eyes, and next thing you know, you're itching. We haven't been recording for a minute, and I brought up crabs. <laughs> I was just not ready for that. I don't know where to take it. Like, I don't know why I just chose to add that about my crabs in college. You know, though, it's relatable. We have all been there in one form or another. Yeah. So speak your truth. Like Reese Witherspoon, speak your truth. Reese Witherspoon. Speaking of um, crabs, we are doing Dirty Dancing live in concert. Oh, my God. This is the best intro ever. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Look, this one, neither of us have seen this. No, this is the perfect way to open an episode about this crazy fucking kind of variety show concert of the 80s that celebrates the amazing film that is Dirty Dancing. 70% of the time, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But at the same time, 80% of the time, I was up dancing. This is fun, but I don't know why, and I think everyone should watch it. It's on so many different platforms. Broadway HD, I think I saw it on Amazon, and YouTube even. Yeah, they're getting it out there. You've got to watch this. And just to clarify, we're not watching the Abigail Breslin. Breslin. Dirty Dancing. How do you say her name? Breslin. Breslin. Dirty Dancing movie. Did you watch that one? No, I had no idea that was a thing until I started looking into Dirty Dancing last night. What the fuck? It, it wasn't good. So Abigail Breslin plays baby? Yeah. That is not good casting. No. Can she dance? No. And she's not dirty. So we're not doing that one. We're not doing Dirty Dancing. Dancing to Havana Nights. I haven't seen that either. Baby. I need to delve into this world of Dirty Dancing sequels. And then as I was looking it up, I saw there was Dirty Dancing 3 Capoeira Nights. What? I don't know if I'm saying that right. And then I looked into it and it was just a funnier die. Oh. Clip. It's not actually a third. <laughs> so we are talking about the 1988 Dirty Dancing concert live. Live in concert. A Radio City Music Hall production. Not at Radio City Music Hall though. Very misleading. So intriguing that they produced this. Where was this? It was in LA. It was called the Greek Theater. There's also no trivia on the IMDb, which I usually sneak around, see if I can find anything funny. And there were two reviews, both 10 though. <laughs> the two people who watched it loved it. Good for them. They had nothing bad to say. Love those two. Okay, 1988. I'm excited. I love learning about the 80s. What year were you born? 92. Fuck you, bitch. Bitch, I'm almost 30. You don't have to be angry. We're both old. I was born 85. I've been around for three years at this point. What do you remember? Do you remember being three? Um, no. Yeah, me neither. It's all a blur till like 20. last week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 1988. Okay, some things that came out in 1988. Sega Genesis. I don't know if you were a Sega person. I had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby, I still have a Sega. I just bought one. <gasps> it, it connects to my TV and there's like 90 games. Do you play Sonic? Sonic is on there. Sonic 2. Sonic Spinball. Pinball. And what else? Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> is that a weird one? I wouldn't jump to Toe Jam and Earl right away. It's, like, <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> I think the name just always stuck with me. Yeah. It's like Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie on N64. Oh, I love that one. Okay, so Sega Genesis. Okay, what else? Dunkaroos. Oh, delicious. Do you like chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Yeah, same. Prozac. <laughs> I have never had a Prozac, have you? No, I don't think I have either. Also, Wild Cherry Pepsi. It's just one of my favorite drinks, so I threw it on there. I don't think I've ever had that. You've never had a Cherry Pepsi? Do you know I'm not really a soda person, though. Oh, I'm a soda person. Um. Also, movie tickets were $4. 
1988. That's sick. You could see Star Wars like five times for 20 bucks. Exactly. You'd be there all day though. I also need to find a different place to get my information because one of the trivia facts was the most famous person in the world was probably Roseanne Barr. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Like if you don't know for sure, why why include it? What a weird universe. In the world? Roseanne Barr? There's no way people in Australia are watching Roseanne Barr. There's no way. People in Egypt are not watching Roseanne Barr. Do you like that show? Did you like the original Roseanne? No. I actually liked it. Well, do you know what's funny? Is that after ABC dropped Roseanne after those tweets, I watched The Connors to support the show, and I've watched it ever since. I've watched every week The Connors. (laughs) You've never watched Roseanne, but you watch The Connors. Yeah, I love it. Jackie's great. She's the best. She has this episode in the original series where she gets cast in a play and she has to play Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my oh god. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever learned about you. Anyway, the Connors, if you're interested, it's on <laughs> Hulu. Okay, so this was a scandal in 1988. Are you ready? Ready. Barbara Hershey got collagen injected into her lips. It was scandalous at the time because no one had plastic surgery yet. So it was like all over the tabloids that she did this. And there were rumors that her lips blew up on an airplane. <laughs> Can you believe it? That's such a funny rumor. People were talking about this. She just got a little lip work done. Do you know what I think is odd though? I do think everyone back then got plastic surgery because all the old, old classic stars did. Marilyn Monroe had a nose job. Vera Allen did. If you look at what they looked like at the start of their career to later, like they totally had work done. So you think like just the lip injections were new? Or maybe just that people finally caught on to it. I love plastic surgery. So I've thought about this a lot. Oh yeah. I used to watch Nip Tuck every week. I feel like it was part of just like the talk growing up. Now no one talks about it because who cares? You know what? We're only here for a little bit of time. If you want to do something to make you feel better, who the hell cares? Or like you just want to experiment. You want to get a face tattoo? Uh Uh-huh. I don't mind. Which is a good segue into my calf implants that I am getting next week. (laughs) All right, last fact. A big one, and I can't believe this, but in 1988, Phantom of the fucking Opera opened. What? How cool. Mm -hmm. No wonder people in the 80s were like, this is so sexy. Now we're like, ew. (laughs) In honor of it, Grace and I are now going to sing All I Ask of You. It's all I ask of you. Yes, bitch. Thank you. I'm like a tenor. (laughs) Should we do it? Let's do it. This show, it starts off with the most 80s fucking graphic ever. Immediately, you're in the zone of this era. I truly miss when things looked so shitty. Okay, keep in mind, like now that I see all these people when they come out and introduce themselves, I knew a song from each of them. But at the beginning when they were like, Bill Medley, (laughs) Eric Carmen, I'm like, who the fuck yeah. are these people? I had no idea who they were. They would come out and I would laugh my ass off and then I would fall in love with them. Yeah. It was the best. The whole thing begins with black and white slow motion dancing. There is a lot of eye contact with the camera. It's very sensual. You can tell already this cast is on point. This is going to be great. And they announce that a handful of the dancers are from the movie, the original, the OGs. The entire time they get referred to as the original dirty dancing dancers? Yeah. The original Dirty Dancers? Uh-huh, or something like that. They love touting this name. Can I say something, though? Of course. I think the original dancers are a little full of themselves. How dare you say something so controversial? I think they're a little snotty to the... I can tell that the other dancers who weren't the original, I can tell they're, they think they're a little bit above them. And I made note of it many times in my notes as we go through. Are you being serious? Yeah! 
I think they're a little pompous. And I pointed out which ones. I didn't pick up on this vibe at oh, all. Oh, I did. I read the tension right away. But I am that way. People will be fighting and I'm like, Hey guys, would you like to get hot dogs? And they're like, we're fighting. And I'm vegan. <laughs> Um, it starts with the song, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow, which I fucking love. We get introduced to all the performers. The first one is this guy named Bill Medley. He has a mullet. It's very blondish, whitish. He's an older man. I don't know who he is. I'm like, you know, what's going on here? Then this man named Eric Carmen, who looks like an 80s dream. He looks like a woman from New Jersey, and I love it. He literally looks like the mom from the Goldbergs. Oh my God, you're right. Did you ever watch the Goldbergs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He looks exactly like the mom from the Goldbergs. I was going to way too later but I had to put that in like it's like spot on like I freaked out and he's pulling it off then this woman named Mary Clayton what a name her name is Mary that's so fucking cute and already you can tell you're like oh she has this big flouncy skirt on I want to know who this person is the contours they appear to be a soul Motown group so pretty much it's everyone who's on the soundtrack of Dirty Dancing yes but then this weird name comes up that's Cousin Bruce Morrow, and he is the announcer of the show. Oh, I couldn't find his name. I was like, who the hell is this man? Cousin Bruce Morrow. But I looked him up on Wikipedia, and he's this very celebrated broadcaster. He's been an announcer for all these different amazing things. I just didn't understand why they needed an announcer at a concert. He wasn't even like an MC that came out and like held the show together. He was backstage reporting. It was so strange. Yeah, everything he's saying is like a script. Yeah, yeah. But the script is like, okay, they're ready now. Like, they're pretending that, like, the hustle and bustle's happening right there and they're running on. But it's, like, obviously not real. Cousin Bill ain't fooling us. And, of course, it also stars the original Dirty Dancing Dancers. And that's it. We've been introduced to everyone. So, first is Mary. I love Mary. And she starts it off just like Liza Minnelli with a song called Yes. I know! <laughs> Don't you love that? Which is actually my favorite song in Dirty Dancing. I love this song. Okay, me too. And her voice is sick. Uh-huh. Also, two female backup singers I want to talk about for a second. I want to know about their lives. Uh-huh. And they each have a moment to shine at the end. We'll get to that. <laughs> but one of them looks just like Sherry O'Terry in Scary Movie when she's oh. Gail Hailstorm. <laughs> and Mary Clayton has one of the coolest careers I've ever really looked into. I say this about everyone because, like, you just find the most amazing performers who have just done the coolest shit while researching these things. Mary Clayton. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the documentary 20 Feet from Stardom? No. She's in that. Wait, someone just brought that up the other day to me. It's so good. I watched it years ago, but now I'm like, I need to rewatch. Give Me Shelter with Mick Jagger. That duet is with her. Oh. She sang with Ray Charles. She basically was on like all these major songs of the 60s and 70s and 80s, even like Sweet Home Alabama. Her career is so cool. Okay. And she does have that voice of a female fucking rock star. Like she wails. Okay, I have another um comment to make. In her song, there are four girls up on the platform and they're all doing this head thing and one of them is just taking it too far (laughs) and being a little extra with it and making like duck faces and shaking her head a little more fiercely (laughs) than the other and come to (laughs) learn okay that this girl plays baby later on so I think that she (laughs) wanted to make it clear from the first number that I'm not just an ensemble I'm playing baby later (laughs) So she tried to stand out a little more. And this is not just because I'm high. I stand by this. <laughs> I think she owes the other dancers an apology. You picked up this whole other story, Bitch, you fucking Pisces no. psycho. Uh, for real. <laughs> 
Okay, well, shots fired. If that woman wants to reach out to us, let us know. We'd love to have you do an actual fist fight with Mikey. Or apologize to the other dancers whose spotlight you stole. Because <laughs> you thought your story was more important to tell. It is. She's baby. Not not seen, Grace. <laughs> but you can tell. You see the hair and the leggings. You're like, it's baby. You're just like her. <laughs> okay, Mary Clayton pulls a Mariah Carey, which is cool because they're both MC. She gets escorted down. She gets escorted down the stairs <laughs> now and later on. I knew what you meant by that she got Mariah carried. <laughs> she screamed for tea. <laughs> she also gets humped. They all come down and hump her at one point. What is that about? I don't know. The 80s were weird. Too much humping. Too much humping. We get it. It's dirty dancing. No one wants to see uh, Mary Clayton hump by all of you. No, and also it's just not like consensual. It's one thing when you see like the couples doing She's it. She's trying to sing. Yeah. They're all humping her and the camera pans out to the audience. The shot that they pick is just a bunch of overweight white people like kind of smiling <laughs> like no one's clapping it's like kind of smirking and they're just like all sitting there i'm like why would they include this shot i just love that that editing team is like no one's ever gonna see this yeah. fucking 40 years later it's on broadway <laughs> hd and we can all watch it with the click of a button right okay we get the announcer cousin bruce it's so strange that he's there but he genuinely seems like the most positive person so i can't hate on him too much you know i bet he sits with the original dancers. I bet he doesn't talk to the new dancers. Oh, for real? I feel like he's a friend to all. Is he? He does say cute things throughout the show. At one point later on, he's like, he's a super duper star. I had that written down. Super duper super star. Super duper star. It's so cute. He is cute, I guess. <laughs> Have you been victimized by a member of the original Dirty Dancers? If so, you may be entitled to compensation in the form of large sums of weed. Can I hit that? We get the next song, Overload, which is a part of the Dirty Dancing soundtrack as well. It's like the T-Bird number, right? Yeah, and that's the one where they are really humping her. They're going to fucking town on her. Their dancing is all about their shoulders and their groin. Something's popping at all times. And then Mary gets a rose, which oh, yeah. proves my theory that she's the original Bachelorette. <laughs> This is actually an elaborate filming of The Bachelorette, and her bachelors are the other guys, like All the Contours, Bill Medley, Eric Carmen, and Cousin Bruce. Cousin Bruce. Anybody listening to this would be like, who are these people? This sounds like, I mean, we need to make a chart for them to follow. <laughs> Connecting who's who. <laughs> who the hell's I forget who Cousin Bruce is? I need it. <laughs> it's like a Game of Thrones episode. Exactly. <laughs> Cousin Bruce Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it. Okay. And then we get our Johnny. What do you think of him? Uh, you know what? His hair was always in his face. I couldn't even see what he looked like. That's actually true. Patrick Swayze is one of those really beautiful people as well. So it's kind of hard. Mm -hmm. You can get any great looking person, but like Patrick Swayze is beautiful in almost like a feminine way. Yeah. Like ghost. I think of him dancing with Chris Farley a lot. Oh, yeah. That's where your mind would go. Yeah. <laughs> I think that actually sums up our personalities, like in how we are. Like uh, me thinking about ghosts ghost and you thinking about <laughs> him with Chris Farley in a bow tie. Okay, and then we have the Goldbergs come out. What's his name? Eric Carmen. Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Eric Carmen. Which sounds so much like Eric Cartman from South Park. I thought they said Eric Clapton and I got really <laughs> excited. I was like, these people did not fucking get Eric Clapton. What about change the world? I will be the sunlight in your universe. You will take my love and be really something good. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, the announcer says, that guy with the hungry eyes, Ugh. Eric Carmen. Eric Carmen's shoulder pads are like a linebacker, but it's in a golden shining blazer that looks like something Yetta would wear from the <laughs> nanny. Have you ever seen the picture where Quizmaster Julia sent me a text and she's like, I met the nanny. And it's the grandma, what's her name? <laughs> Yetta. I'm like, baby, that's not the nanny. <laughs> Whatever her mother's name is. What is the mother's name? Sylvia. I think I can do her accent. Do it. Hello, Mr. Shetfield. <laughs> <laughs> But Eric Cartman's look, I mean, acid wash jeans. The hair is so huge. How did people get their hair so huge? It's too much. I think he looks great, though. Like, I love looking at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then he's like, I'm doing new material. I don't want to hear new material. So this is kind of a low point. He does his new single, which I guess is really (laughs) old now. Yeah, I don't think that one took off. He's clearly a super talented singer-songwriter. He gets into a few of the songs he's written in his performance, but one that he doesn't mention which I don't know if maybe it hadn't happened yet, was he wrote and sang All By Myself, which then became a Celine Dion classic. Oh, shit. Doesn't that sound like his style as well? All of his stuff sounds similar, but I love it. Then he's like, oh, I wrote this song for Footloose. It's just called Almost Paradise. The best song in Footloose, except for Somebody's Eyes. Pause, pause, pause. You're right. Somebody's Eyes is the best song. It's like my number one running song. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Okay. Almost Paradise with Mary is so fucking good. Mary just left the stage five minutes ago and they're like, we're doing Almost Paradise. And he's like, and Mary and people lose their fucking minds. Like, I think it's exciting too. And I think she sounds great. But like, we just saw her three minutes ago. Like people are like freaking out. But at the same time, it's such a relief when she's back. I miss her. I do love how Mary keeps adding Eric's name to the lyrics. Did you notice that? Me too! Because <laughs> one time she went, you have a sweet face or something like that. She added like something else, like complimenting him. I love it. She's so fun. She's just so natural. And they both, when it comes to the chorus, just basically stand flat out to the audience and wail. They really are committing physically. I like that there's not dancers at this moment. We don't need them. Yeah, I know that seems weird. We don't weird. need those original dances and their pompous attitudes. <laughs> we just need Mary and the mom from the Goldbergs. That's it. <laughs> and in the end, they fucking kiss. Listen, they don't just kiss. The song ends, they kind of half hug and then look at each other and sensually, I'm doing it to the mic. <laughs> we ever do a concert together? A high Lord benefit for the arts. <laughs> I want us to sing a song together and then I want it to end it that way, no matter what the song is. Yeah, I'm on board 100%. I don't care if it's Sue Me from Guys and Dolls. I want it to end with us sensually looking at each other and kissing on the lips lightly while everyone just watches. There's also this one moment in the middle where he whispers something to her and she smiles. I don't know what he said. What do you think he said? Stop adding my name to the lyrics. (laughs) Maybe he was like, add my name, it turns me on. Add my name more to the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I will say, it does sound like they're saying pair of dice. Why has Yahtzee not got on that for their game? If anyone works in marketing, get the fuck on this right now. Maybe a fool not to. Call Yahtzee. And then this is where I found the revelation that the crazy girl is baby. Oh yeah, during Hungry Eyes. He's trying to get everyone to clap on the beat. This audience is a mess. And then we get these dancers out. 
they're basically going through the scenes of the film where baby learns to dance. So we have Johnny seductively putting his hand up her body and you have Johnny, baby, and then that girl who gets pregnant in the film, his original dance partner. My favorite character. What's her name? What's that character? I'm going to IMDb it. Hold on. Your favorite and you don't even know okay. her? Okay. <laughs> you didn't even know Abigail Brenslin did a version. <laughs> That's not her name, bitch. Exactly. Abigail Brenslin. What am I looking up? Dirty... Not Joe Dirt. Joe Dirty Dancing. The crossover we never knew we needed. Penny. Penny is the character. Penny. It's that scene where the three of them are all dancing together and it's kind of that menage a trois feel with baby in the middle. This is my favorite scene in the movie. And then we get a sexy salsa section. These two are great. Then we get the contours. We get the contours. I love them. Black pants and these red low cut button down blouses with these floofy arms. It's like a matador. It's amazing. And gold Mm -hmm. chains. And they start with, get ready, because here I come. Great energy, really crisp group choreo. And then they're like, oh, we're going to get a little more in the style of Dirty Dancing. And they get a little more doo-wop. And they do in the still of the night. I loved it. They sound so fucking good. They're a blast. I also just love those type of lyrics that are like, who doesn't want to listen to that? And then they do the second doo-wop song. And I'm sorry, but on the platform above them, Johnny just starts undressing baby. Everyone's sort of fucking creaming themselves. The audience was losing their mind. Everyone's on their feet now. Everything I said about the first time we saw the audience is gone. They were clapping. They were everyone was standing up. They were going nuts with him undressing her. <laughs> They're a horny horny theater. So the contours are about to announce their next song when all of a sudden from the house, wait, 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 we hear. And who comes on the stage? The original dancers <laughs> from Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing Dancers. The Dirty Dancing Dancers live at Radio City Music Hall. (laughs) And they interrupt the contours to introduce themselves, for them to introduce themselves. How conceited must you be? (laughs) What gives you the right to interrupt the middle of a music number? And you know what? When the contours (laughs) start playing again, it's a different song. We don't even get to hear that song, how it ends. No, no, it's the same song. You always have their side. This one girl who's kind of like the main one. She's like, we're going to teach the contours how to dance. She's chewing gum. I know. I was going to mention that. Why is she chewing gum? I can't even explain how I feel about people who chew gum when they're in rehearsals or on stage. And you know, they think they look so fucking cool. Because people who chew gum have to show us they're chewing gum. They got to do all that. Look at me. I'm chewing gum. Mikey, are you okay? It never looks cool. It never looks good. It's rude. It's unprofessional. You could choke and ruin the show. Nothing kills a show like a dead cast member from gum. You are so angry today. (laughs) Can I just say how many things you've gone off on? Is it because we're in Pisces season? What is happening? I'm actually having a really great day. Why is she chewing gum though, Grace? Answer me that. But she's like the boisterous dancer. So she literally begins with the grind. And the way she keeps speaking about it is so strange. I don't even know who to compare it to. It's very like, and the thing about the grind is you've really got to sink your hips in. And the man, one of the original dancers, he talks like a, see here there, like one of those reporters. He's like, yeah, I work in a dirty dancing here. Like he has to talk like, <laughs> They both look very odd. This main boisterous one grinds against a contours member. And then... The shortiest, stockiest contour member. They were just like mashing their genitals together. (laughs) (laughs) 
This was Pornhub for people in the 80s. <laughs> like, this is what we had to do before. The next one she does is like this fish one and she picks a different contour member and does that with him. And that one as well, it's like super in each other's faces with these fishy arms. And then the final one is a gyrating all up in each other's junk. This girl really had to do a kind of hard track and I just want to give her fucking two thumbs up because I would be so awkward. But I gotta say, I don't feel bad for her so much as I do for the contours. Like I feel like they didn't sign up for that. Yeah, I wonder if they were like super down or they were like, whatever. I just want the paycheck. I bet they got there to sing their song and they're like, hey, listen, we're gonna, we just added this cute bit where she's gonna like teach you guys a dance and then you guys are gonna like just do it with her. It's gonna be great. And they're like, okay, like it just, it just. It probably wasn't what they thought. The whole bit is really off and they even bring audience members up, the other dancers, and I presume dance with them, but they don't show it a lot. They show them getting them from the audience and that's it. So I'm, I, I would presume that they grind with audience members. I miss that. Yeah. That's a choice. And then, when she leaves the girl she's still chewing her gum and she says I'm gonna go find a contour and practice my grind and they're still on stage like you just did it she added that she thought she was witty because she's like I'm in the original cast I got a lot of great ideas I'm gonna say this (laughs) do you know what though she's living her best life yeah harassing those contours oh true (laughs) those men are trying to sing their songs they're trying to perform and then they got her bumping next to her chewing her gum in their ear (laughs) I mean that's not cool to harass anyone But she was out on stage in LA, bumping and grinding for her paycheck. She's a true showgirl. She's one of the original Dirty Dancing dancers, dancers of Dirty Dancing. Okay, I have an idea. Should we get t-shirts with your face on it that says Team OG Dirty Dancers? (laughs) And a shirt with my face says Team The Contours. (laughs) 100%. It would sell like hotcakes. Merch, bitch. I mean, the relevance of these references. And then on the back, it'll say, love always, cousin Bruce. I wouldn't be surprised if Urban Outfitters pick these up from us to sell in their locations around the world. Okay, so then they leave. And we... They leave and we finally get Do You Love Me? Fucking amazing. So good. This is their original song. Fucking legendary. Maybe they start breakdancing. Yeah, all the dancers, this is really a beautiful moment and it's more freestyle and less choreographed, but they all Mm -hmm. look insane. It's amazing to see precise choreo, but I love to see dancers just all do the kind of dance that they love to do. Do you know what I mean? Well, they felt so fucking comfortable in themselves doing this, where the gum-chewing girl grinding didn't seem natural. It seemed awkward and uncomfortable. We were told to do this, where this feels like them, and they're fucking having a ball, singing their material, their hit song, doing the dances they want, and having a fucking blast. Team Contours, bitch. Team Contours. (laughs) I think everyone's Team Contours. Yeah. And then we move on to a dance duet to She's Like the Wind. But I don't know who's singing this. Because the original singer of this is Patrick Swayze. I think they just played his audio. Okay. Because I was going to say, it sounds like him. Yeah, they just play his audio and they do like an Oklahoma ballet type dance. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And at the end of it, we get this instrumental tiny bit of time of my life. And that's when we get the lift. And I don't know about you, but I wasn't emotionally prepared for the lift. No. I wanted the lift in the finale. So I was like, oh, oh, it's happening. It's like coming prematurely. Like I just wasn't on board. It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And then we don't get it at all in the finale. Why not do it during the time of your life at the end? Yeah, like milk it. What the fuck, guys? We want to see that fucking lift. Also, this is the part in my notes where I put, I think the OG dancers are too full of themselves. And I'm going to say something 
to grace. You have your period and I just need you to tone it down. (laughs) And I'm going to say something to grace. (laughs) To you specifically. To you specifically. Why would you be writing any of these notes other than to bring it up with me? That's what the notes are for. And you know what? I'm going to bring it up to grace. I don't know why I'm being so hard on them. What did we do when I was really hard on something and then you brought up good points and I was like, no, I, you're right, I'm sorry. You know what I'm talking about? Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to her. She didn't get back to me. Okay, the announcer, this is where he says he's a super duper star. Super duper star. He's introducing star. Bill Medley, who's just this old guy. He's got a mullet, singer-songwriter type. He sang I've Had the Time of My Life with Jennifer Warrens. Who's not there. Who's not there. She's busy. As well as Unchained Melody. Mm. That's him in that because he's part of a band called the Righteous Brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love them. I didn't know he was in it. He should have sang that song. He did a stupid song. Oh, I shouldn't. What is wrong with me? Why am I coming at all of them? He did a few songs that I wasn't crazy about at the start. And this does kind of feel like a low moment. Yeah. They also did like a plant of a girl giving him flowers. Why? Which was so... <laughs> so planned it was just so fake like who are you fooling why would this girl give this old man flowers why is she giving him flowers who's the old man i love i love bruce springsteen i'm not like you love a lot of old men bruce here shut the fuck up <laughs> i wouldn't you be outside like the national treasure opening night flowers <laughs> for Nic- nicholas cage <laughs> do you know i saw nicholas cage once <gasps> at the premiere of The Croods. So not even National Treasure. (laughs) But actually it was just one of those awesome New York moments where you're walking by something and you're like, oh, is this a thing? What's this? The high-flying adored hosts get invited to all the hottest premieres. (laughs) The Croods. Like The Croods. (laughs) Okay. He sings You've Lost That Love and Feeling. I do love his deep voice. And we are starting to get moments of the background singers getting a little more limelight, getting a little more time to really sing. Sherry (laughs) O'Terry. Mm-hmm. What are their names? He says it later on. They're like Cheryl and Lori. I don't think Cheryl was it. Gina, maybe? No, I don't know. Sorry, girl. You're positive about Lori? Yeah, because that's one of my best friend's names, so it stuck. I thought I'm your best friend. Hey, shout out to Lori Nism. Shout out Lori Nism. Love you, bitch. All right, shout out to Lori, but I'm jealous I'm not your best friend. You met her <laughs> once. She came to see Jekyll and Hyde, and then she came to that drag show. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you thought you lost your wallet. My phone. Your phone. Because that fucking waiter had it. He stole it, and we that caught him. That was fucked up. We caught him. That was so weird. Not on our watch, bitch. Thank you. That was so nice, actually. Aw, and I remember the whole time just being like, I am at peace with this. I am accepting this. You didn't freak out once. I freaked out. <laughs> you didn't freak out once. I was screaming. I was running around. She lost. Yeah, I was losing my shit. You're like, it'll come back to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> We're in the middle of this fucking The law of attraction. Bar in Pennsylvania. We ain't getting it back. I knew that phone would come back to me, and it did. And it fucking did. Cool shit. Okay. A dancer comes out with a black leather jacket. He's like, here's Vanna White. What? I'm sorry. What Vanna White does is extremely different. Yeah. Maybe just say her name. And then the dancer does like this little dance, a little like hip roll, nothing crazy. And he's like, wow, if I could do that, I'd be very successful in this business. Ew, he's gross. He was really weird with her. And then after he put it on, he did this weird bite kiss by her ear. It was pretty fucking gross. And he talked more about this jacket than Joseph did about his coat. Like, I feel like it went on forever. (laughs) 
<laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, all right, now let's do Still Rock and Roll to Me. You're like, what? And then he was like, Tom Cruise sang this in his underwear. How embarrassing. What? Are you okay? <laughs> he might be deranged. I think he's a psychopath. But maybe it's just from having, you want to talk about having a big head. He was the guy behind the song of 1988. I've had the time of my life. Yeah, he thought he was going to be forever. Well, I don't even know you anymore, Cousin Bill, whatever your fucking name is. <laughs> cousin Bill. Don't besmirch Cousin Bruce like that. Cousin Bruce has done nothing that we know of. But if he did, <laughs> we do not support it. <laughs> then we get the moment we've all been waiting for. I've had the time of my life. The backup singers both sing it with him. Why didn't Mary do it? That's my fucking question. I want Mary. She was there. When Mary and Eric sang Almost Paradise, they were fucking committed. They were in love. And they were raging on the stage together. They kissed. Yeah. Their connection was so strong. Bill and the backup girls, it's like one comes in, one comes out. It's saying that women are interchangeable and it's his, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they were just trying to give everyone a chance, but I understand what you're saying. I feel like then it should have been different. Like one girl should have sang in something else and one should sing in this. Yeah. Do it right, guys. Don't just do it to do it. Give yourself a pat on the back and a finger up your bum, you know? Finger up your bum. <laughs> Is that an expression? Isn't everything? You can have a drink, you can have a smoke, but you better not be chewing gum on stage right now. You know how I feel about that. Enough's enough. The dancers have come out, they're dancing, it's cute, it's sensual. The girl who's chewing gum is still chewing gum. Hopefully she got a new piece. Don't even bring her up. And then we get the credits. So it, you're like, okay, it's over. But then during the credits, you're seeing behind the credits them bringing out everyone again and being like, give it up for Mary. Give it up for the contours. And then after the credits, we get the reprise that I really wanted. I didn't watch. You always got to watch to the end. It's like a Marvel movie. But then we get what I wanted, which was everyone singing it. But Mary's <gasps> going off and doing her riffs. And that's fucking it. It seems like, you know, it's good vibes, man. I can't believe I didn't watch till the end. You got to go back. All right, will you pause? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you love it? Listen to me. It was fucking bizarre. It was fucking something that I don't, I think is so specific to that time period. Completely. But I had a fucking blast. I'm not kidding. I stood up in my room. I was dancing in my room. I danced to Hungry Eyes. Same. Like I was up clapping, dancing. I had a blast. Even though the girl with the gum pissed me off. I don't like to apologize for my anger. <laughs> but um, I had so much fun. It was cool looking all these people up and learning about musicians of another time and you know it's cool to think was this an amazing gig were all these dancers like holy shit I'm dancing with Mary fucking Clayton I'm grinding on a contour whether they like it or not (laughs) what a weird time (laughs) to be alive you're right it's so on the line where I can't tell if this was like a who's left over situation or if this was an honor to be in if it was like a Kennedy Center's honor or if it was like (laughs) the Brookhaven Amphitheater on Long Island you know what I I mean like I can't tell what this was and I think that's okay we're not supposed to know yeah we'll never know it's none of our business it's whatever it is to you we weren't there in 1988 we could watch it but what they experienced was what they experienced okay fuck Mary kill I'm going to give you <laughs> okay let me hear it both of the backup singers a thruple situation you know I love a thruple all of the contours shit a polyamorous or orgy situation or the girl who played Penny. Who's the girl who played Penny? What'd she look like? She was tall with red hair. She also did that like mambo moment in the hot pink dress. Okay. Great, 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 great. All right. Well, they didn't call me Bukaki Joe in high school for nothing. So I'll I'll take, (laughs) so I will take, um, I would sleep with the condors. That's awesome. I think it'd be fun. I would 
Mary Penny. Yeah. And I'd, I would kill the gum girl. No, no one brought her up. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't an option, you fucking <laughs> maniac. All right, I still stick to my answer. I'd kill them. I'm afraid of you, but um, please tell me what mine are. Okay, kill, fuck, Mary, The mom from the Goldbergs. <laughs> The actual mom from the Goldbergs or Eric Carmen? Eric Carmen. The original dancer who talks like this here. See here. Oh, he's cute. Or Mary Clayton. Oh, this is hard actually because I kind of want to marry a whole of them. I know. I don't fuck around. I would marry Mary because I worship her a little bit after this. I had no idea who she was. And now I'm like, this woman is a queen. What a cool life you have had. I would fuck that dancer that's talking all old timey because I kind of love that. Do the voice. Do the voice. Hey, here, suck my dick, honey. Yeah, come on. I was in in Dirty Dancing here, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would have to kill the mom from the Goldbergs, but I really like him, so I'm really upset at that. Like, I would cry while I killed him. Oh, wait. I did hear something funny. Okay. If you take the title, I had the time of my life, and mix it up as an anagram, do you know what it spells? I am Lord Voldemort. No, it spells just keep chilling, bitch. (laughs) 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 Bitch. Love you, bitch. Just keep chilling. High Flying Adored is hosted by us, Mikey and Grace. It's produced by us, Grace and Mikey. Special thanks to Andy Mowat for our kick-ass theme song. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're streaming this on. While you're at it, please follow our Instagram, High Flying Adored. That's flying with no G. Email us at highflyingadoredpodcast at gmail.com. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening. We love you.